learning to live deeply rather than broadly. History is filled with stories of extraordinary figures who die tragically young. John Keats, Emily Bronte, Alexander the Great, Mozart, Sylvia Plath, Van Gogh. And the death of Gurdjieff called the brilliant romantic artist who a few years before had won international renown for his raft of the Medusa is shown stretched out in his bed in his Parisian studio in the Rue des Martyrs having such succumbed to a typhoid infection developed after a riding accident he was 33 years old given the extent of their contribution it seems appalling how young these talents died but when we zero in on the off remark details that they seem to have achieved more in a few years for few brief years than many of us achieve in eight decades a new thought opens up the very discrepancy between us and them suggests that we are perhaps being overly blunt when we choose to measure lifespan in a unitary way without reference to what someone happens to be doing with the years that they have been allotted a ear in the hand of a person who is open to experience who creates feels loves connects and delights is a lot denser than in that way therefore longer than exactly the same amount of time in the hands of a less responsive and less inwardly alive or giving human being we might go far as to propose that a ear in the life of a farmer should be given a different numerical weight than one in the latter that a year in the life of emily bronze should not be counted in exactly the same as a year for someone else and might more rightly be double or more we know in travel that two days in one city can feel like a year in another less inspired place and the same is true in life more broadly not everyone who is living is equally alive just as we calculate dog years to take the size and anatomy into account so we might recalibrate life span according to the depths of meaning one has plumbed not the gross years one has breathed adjusted for the intensity of experience we might hence judge that whatever basic chronology might claim mozart really died at around 120 said they applied at 80 and the <laughs> gary called in his mid 70s all this matters immensely because our sadness at the idea of death frequently reduces itself to the thought that our lives have not been as we put it long enough but we shouldn't measure a life by the hours it contains rather by the wisdom love and intelligence with which these hours have been spent by which score many of the people most legendary for having had brief lives really had nothing of the sort it doesn't matter in this if we have no genius level capacities at poverty or painting it still remains for us to choose now purposefully and beautifully and therefore ultimately how long we can live we should not stay transfixed or devastated by the simple number of days liable to be ahead of us we should concentrate on how to sprinkle them with emotional stardust in the le- in the novel the leopard by QCB Tomasi di Lampedusa there's a powerful death scene the elderly Fabrizio Corbera prince of Salina who is the psychological center of the book is about to die he is lying in bed with his weeping relatives around him and he asks himself a terrifying fundamental question how much of my life have i actually lived the answer is distinct 
deeply disturbing. He can pick out a few months here and there, two weeks before his wedding, two weeks after, a few days after the birth of his first son, certain hours he has spent in his observatory, a few hours of flirtation, times when he was reading aloud to his children, conversations with one or two friends, particularly his nephew, but not much in total. Perhaps a year or two out of 70. If we measure the reality of our lives by the quantity of time we have passed in a state of genuine happiness, the answer is going to be distressing, but it might be the right way of measuring the length of a life. We should be more focused on how well we have lived rather than the absolute number of days we have existed. We are not in the end ever really very short of time. What we're truly short of is affection, open-heartedness, kindness and tolerance. We're short of the ability to create peak experience in which we are sufficiently unfrightened, unapproachable and responsive. Oh, sorry. We are short of the ability to create peak experiences in which we are sufficiently unfrightened, approachable and responsive. We may have a lot of mourn, but it isn't necessarily the immense of death. It may more be the difficulty of living with courage and sensitivity. The challenge of our lives is to live, learn to live deeply rather than broadly. The artist John Sweeney depicts a ravaged corpse in a gallery. Its stomach hangs out, its ribcage appears to be hijacked at like a butcher's carcass, but the real horror and rebuke lies in the title of the work. Are you still mad at me? The tone is calculatedly banal next to the ghoulish fate that has befallen what we take to be someone's unspiled partner. The poor corpse before us might only a little while ago have spent their time in an apartment squabbling with their loved ones, asserting their point of view, not forgiving, not being able to move on, sure they were right, but not being able to see things through another's eyes. And now their pettiness has been judged from a perspective of death. Are we really to spend the only lives we will ever know in yet another argument about who disrespected whom? When outside the narrow castle of our embittered relationships, so many opportunities for joy and wonder remain. Are we going to walk towards death without properly filling our lungs with the beauty of existence? We aren't here being warned that we are going to die. That is eminently survivable as a thought. We are being warned for a far more appalling but less more mentioned danger that we might die in a sulk about not very much. We can't command how long we live, but it is very much in our limit to try to adjust how colorfully and how deeply we will live. We may have to rethink what a premature death actually is. Isn't, it isn't necessarily what happens to a young artist gone by 30s. He or she may, in a fairer assessment, have been a non-Egerian or more. It is we who might right now even if we are well past middle age, be heading for a regrettably early death. 
Our goal shouldn't be to lay claim to yet more decades we wouldn't necessarily know how to spend. It's to ensure that we can do everything in the days ahead to learn the art of not dying tragically young.